All right, everybody, welcome to the VC podcast, episode number 41. I am Andrew, your host for today, and I'm joined today by Jonas, Crystal, and Jacob. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Excellent. All Fantastic. Right. Glad to hear it. This is your midweek checkpoint for all things Valley Creek, so we'll spend a little bit of time looking back at uh, the week that just was, uh, looking ahead to the week to come and I guess really to the to the year to come since we're in the last episode of the VC podcast for 2020. So let's get into it. Just jump in first off talking about last Sunday. Uh, Scott and Micah preached a message entitled Hindsight's 2020. Walking through the book of James in a lot of ways and just pointing to some of the things that 2020 has revealed to us. Some of the struggles we faced, the trials uh, that we faced, uh, seeing how partiality is still a problem, how the tongue is still an issue, uh, certainly seeing that we are not in control. Um, and so kind of the discuss discussion question I want to zero in on for the next few minutes is, how can knowing that you're not in control, but God is, actually bring comfort to your life? Not everybody at once. <laughs> it's a great question. Well, that's a. <laughs> I'll, pass, I'll pass that compliment along to the to the question writer. <laughs> uh, now, I think it's if if you get um, as someone who likes control, um, I think if you ever get past the kind of the uneasiness with realizing, hey, I'm actually not in control. Uh, if you get past the uneasiness of that, um, there is this weird comfort and even freedom uh, in knowing that, nope, the, the Lord is in control and he is um, sovereign and he was always uh, working you know, for, for our good, even if we don't fully understand it in the moment. Uh, it takes a while to get there. That's that's not to say that it's easy, but yeah, I think once once you get there, it it is oddly and strangely comforting and and freeing. Yeah, I would agree. I think part of that is, as you alluded to, the it's not at first maybe that realization that we're not in control doesn't initially always lead to lead to comfort or to to peace as somebody who really likes having control. I don't know if y'all watch the show, This Is Us, but Randall on there, that's that's me. And so I'm always kind of trying to control everything, trying to get all the details in order, try to do those things. But recognizing, as you said, that point where you understand that, you know what, I'm not in control. I'm not intended to be in control of all these things and all these factors and every single single detail is is freeing and it, like as paul talks about a peace that surpasses understanding just in knowing that god is in control and that he's working all things together for our good and that doesn't send us into this kind of just like hands off i can just go sit in the corner or lay on the couch all day and not worry about it because god's in control but it really gives us the strength and the the passion to continue working and to continue doing the things he's called us to do and working out the plan and purpose he has 
for our lives. Very well said, both of you. Great well, I, work. Think, I think for me, the big thing is, is it, it helps me know that it's okay for me to jump out and take what I call big risks. Cause I know if I jump out and I'm following God, then he's going to take care of it. Even if it blows up in my face, somehow or another, he's using that for something somewhere along the way. And so that, that has been a comfort for me when I take those big, those big leaps of faith that he's in control. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And so yeah, 2020 has definitely shown us that <laughs> we are not in control, but thankfully we know a God and serve a God who, who is, and is working, working things together for our good. And so anything else on that discussion question? I don't think I could word it any better if I tried. So (laughs) I'm going to say great work. (laughs) Okay. Moving on then to what's coming up this Sunday, exciting times at, at Valley Creek. Uh, First Sunday of a new year is always an exciting time. Uh, Jonas is going to be with us this Sunday preaching at South Wilson. Uh, I'll be preaching at Springfield road for the first time in seems like, I don't know, a year, but it's been, I guess, four or five months. So it really has been a while. Um, and so looking forward forward to that. I think we're both focusing in on first Corinthians chapter 15 and thinking about, uh, what it means to keep the gospel front and center, to keep the gospel at the center of everything that we do. Jonas, do you want to give a little bit of a preview of kind of where you're going on Sunday? Yeah, sure. I, just to back up though, I think it's interesting that uh, you and I were talking, I guess, last week or the week before. Yeah. Try, kind of talk about like, what? Do, okay, wh- what are we going to talk about this Sunday? And so I, I think I emailed you some ideas and you responded and you were like, one of those ideas is actually one of my ideas. So uh, I took that as confirmation that that's the way that I'm going to go. And uh, But yeah, anyways, um, focusing on the same text, 1 Corinthians 15 and uh, probably some different nuances between the two of us. Uh, Cause I get, I, I'm going to be coming from the perspective of, of, yes, it's a new year, but um, also just really the beginning of a new season of ministry uh, there at South Wilson. So, um, so we're talk about just why we want to make the gospel front and central or front and center in, in what we do this year. But, but I'm also looking at it from, you know, a, as a campus of Valley Creek, um, you know, keeping the gospel foundational to everything that we do. Uh, hopefully for, you know, a fruitful, fruitful season of ministry for weeks and months and years to come. Yeah, absolutely. And so we're looking forward, looking forward to that because as we see there in first Corinthians 15, I mean, Paul's there. We won't preach the sermon yet, I guess. I guess I should <laughs> slow down on that. But right, he's saying this is a first importance and yeah. he's making that statement there and that hasn't changed over the last 2000 years, the yeah. gospel is still what's most important. And so needs to be the foundation and the driving force behind everything that we do. And so excited for Sunday, looking forward to that. And that will be hope that you'll be with us either um, online or in person on Sunday morning at nine and 1030 at Springfield road and at 1030 at the South Wilson campus. Uh, moving on ahead kind of to some, announcements, other things like that that are coming up, things we can kind of jump into and talk a little bit about this morning. We've been 
for weeks and weeks now saying the light of the world Christmas experience is coming and it's going to be great. Sign up for the light of the world Christmas experience, but we can't tell you anything about it. But now we can finally talk about it because everybody <laughs> has had a chance to, to watch that. If you haven't seen it yet, then there might be spoilers ahead. So Paul's go watch the light of the world Christmas experience and go through that with your, your family or um, by yourself and experience that. But kind of just looking back as we kind of have worked on that for the last several, several months, as you all were able to take that in, what were kind of some of the highlights for you, some things that, that excited you about that, that you want to focus in on? Well, I was excited. You guys have, you guys have seen it more than I have. I was like, uh, I was like the rest of the audience when I pulled it up on Christmas Eve morning, it was, it was new to us. Um, You guys got to see behind the scenes. So it it was really neat. Uh, Shout out to Zach for his hard work and all of you. I know you guys all worked hard on it, but I know he put in some extra time editing and all that. So yeah, crunch time. It kind of came down to, came down to him (laughs) getting it put together there. So yeah, that kind of at the end falls on him. So yeah, we appreciate him doing that. Yeah. But man, I, we were, we loved it. My kids were excited. Uh, the fact that they got to open presents, uh, you know, they were excited about that. So yeah, very, very cool. Very neat. 2020 has forced us to adapt in a lot of ways. And, and I think, um, I will say you guys did a great job of adapting to the circumstances and, and really making it an exciting time. It's fun. I really enjoyed, um, like several different parts. I hadn't seen the kids, once um, it had all been edited and put it put together, like I just remember the day that it happened and I had a migraine that day. So I don't even really have that clear of a picture of what happened with the kids when they filmed. And so I just had so much fun watching the angel or the, not the angel is star running through the field. <laughs> it was just so much fun for me. <laughs> they did a good job. Um, and how many Kings, that's one of my favorite songs. So good job. Props to you, Andrew Hillard. That was good. I liked the whole thing. It was really fun. I think for me, the neatest part was the very end, being able to sing Silent Night as a church like you normally would on Christmas Eve. You know, you get that same experience. And I'm not going to lie, my allergies acted up a little bit during that scene. And so there was this wet stuff kind of coming out of my eyes a little bit. I'll admit that on <laughs> on here. So. Same here. Same here. That was, yeah, one of my favorite parts was being able to hear the congregation singing together there at the end. Uh, folks that we haven't been able to that haven't been able to be a part of in-person services over the last several months because of COVID and because of their you know the precautions that they've been taking and and so it was great to see see some some of those faces and to hear those voices and to hear really people from across both of our campuses and all of those things lifting our voices together at the end of that service singing silent night. Yeah. I mean, all the music. And so that the team that went into that, the, the message that wove throughout that with the Christmas in the park, uh, kind of as the backdrop to that. So lots of, lots of fun things with that. The, just the gift, like you said, opening a gift is always, always fun. And so working on putting, putting those together and all of that. I know Holly did a lot of work on getting, getting those assembled. And so we appreciate her, her doing that. And we might've gotten a little bit too excited about what the gift looked like at times, Holly and I, but I think it turned out, turned out great. 
And so hey, I'll say this. Holly had a first time experience this year. She finally fired her first volunteer during this experience. And that was me. <laughs> I tried to get tie bows and I got fired about five minutes into it. So Holly, Holly did Holly, you and Holly did a great job, Andrew, of putting those gifts together. They were awesome and a unique experience to add into the to the video. So yeah, lots of fun stuff there. Um, one of the things that we got to include in that was some information about the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. And I uh, really think that was an important part of what we were doing as well, uh, that the light that we have in Jesus is for us to to share with others and to share with the entire world. And Lottie Moon Christmas offering allows us to be a part of that, giving to missionaries on the front lines all around the world. We set a goal for our church this year of $10,000 for that offering. And I know that there are still some who are giving to that and some of that is still coming in, but the total after this past Sunday received has exceeded that goal already at $10,641. And so we're thankful for everybody's generosity and participation in that. Even as the kids got involved in that, Crystal, I know that you were excited about their involvement and how they really got excited about being a part of that and giving to that? They did a great job. Um, they brought in just about $700 just from all their fun chores and getting their families on board. And it was fun. I, I really enjoyed getting the text from parents and other grownups. My kids are doing these chores. They want to do chores. We're talking about it at lunch. So that was fun. There was lots of Lottie Moon talk for the past month. So I was proud of them. They did a good job. Absolutely. So let's kind of focus in, stay on what the kids have going on and what's coming up for the kids. I know kids zooms are starting back up over the next couple of weeks. You want to give us the details on that crystal? Yes. I will be putting up a post on the kids Facebook page, probably later today or tomorrow, just to kind of let folks know the dates, the details. We will be doing a six week study on seeking God. Um, so that will be starting January 12th and going through February 16th. Um, we generally meet on Tuesdays, Tuesday afternoons. So the times will stay the same as they have been for the past couple sessions that we've done. Um, nothing's changing there, but really excited. So be watching that Facebook page so that you can sign up and get your book. All so. right. Stay tuned for that. Don't want to miss it. And then no. our student meetups are coming back soon as well. Jacob. Yes, they are. We are kicking back off on January 10th at six o'clock um, on Sunday evenings. So we are excited about that. This semester, we're going to focus on getting back to the basics, digging into discipleship of just opening God's word, reading it and hearing what he has to say to us. And we've got some great adults that are looking to help our students dig into the word and understand the word so that they can apply it to their lives. Some exciting stuff there for both our kids and our students. And so Oh, we got one more thing for the I, kids. I have one more, just as a, a reminder right. for everybody, since we're starting fresh new year, <laughs> um, just a heads up, things are still kind of wonky on Sunday mornings. Uh, we're still following all the COVID procedures. So now that we're past all the holidays and all the festivities and excitement going on in our lives, just remember that we are still doing pre-registration. That helps our teachers to know what to expect and who's going to be in class, make sure we have all of our areas set up that are safely spread apart and we have supplies for everybody. So just as you start restarting everything, 
restart that, that we are still pre-registering. That's super duper helpful for our teachers. So just a reminder. That's Sounds all. Sounds good. Anything else coming up we need to remind folks about? I think that's about it for now. And so I guess we'll kind of move into our regular segment as we wind down here. Anything interesting happened over the past week slash how's everybody's Christmas? So I know for me, my Christmas was, it was very different, but it was also really nice. Um, it was just, I got to spend a lot of time with my nephew. He's just two years old. So he's, everything's new and exciting to him. So seeing all that through his eyes was pretty awesome this year. Yep. Christmas is a madhouse uh, here at the Larkin household with four kids, seven and under. Um, but man, it was, uh, it was good. We tried to Knowing it would be our last Christmas here in this house, you know, we tried to, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> really tried to soak up uh, the moment as much as we could. And so, yeah, we, we pretty much just took it easy. So that was nice. And uh, yeah, now talk about interesting. My focus has shifted now to full on, full on Valley Creek, trying to, trying to get from here to there as quickly and seamlessly as possible. So transition of sorts. Yes, absolutely. Fun. Yeah. Crystal, anything Chris interesting? Christmas was fine for me. It snowed, so I was happy. Um, that's all it really takes. Um, interesting. I was on holiday last week, and so I decided I would try this new recipe, and it required me to cook something on the stove and then put it into the oven. And I had this pan or dish that I'd never used before. And I thought, Oh, this'll be great. I think I can put this in the oven and on top. I don't know. I put it on top of the cooktop and it was just cooking along. It was great. And then all of a sudden I heard this loud pop. Well, the ceramic broke. And so the whole pan just burst and everything went everywhere and it was a big disaster. And then the smoke alarm went off, which happens frequently at my house. And it was just really bad, but that was fun. It was very interesting. I learned, I can't do that with that pot. And I threw it away. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I want to revisit. Did you just say you were on holiday? I was on holiday. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's, isn't that like a very European way to say vacation? It is. I, I watch a lot. <laughs> I watch a lot of British television. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that was a good lesson though. Either way. Yeah. One way or I won't other. use it yeah. again. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> so, also was on holiday last week. Um, but um, yeah, nothing, nothing exploded in my house, thankfully. So that was good. Um, Christmas was pretty pretty low key. Uh, spent some time with family and obviously not as kind of as everybody's kind of said, not as busy as usual with um, as many, you know, different events and that kind of thing. And so that was kind of, kind of a nice thing to have that slower pace and to kind of just enjoy that time with family and to have that quality time. So yeah, it was a, it was a good week, but nothing, nothing too crazy um, or anything like that. All right. So final kind of as we close out new year 
is coming. We've talked about that a little bit already with our sermon for Sunday, and tomorrow is New Year's Eve, at least at the time of this recording. I don't know when you're listening to this, and so disregard that comment. Um, but New Year's is coming. One of the things that comes with that is New Year's resolutions. And so wanted to spend a few minutes talking about New Year's resolutions. I guess two parts to that. What are your thoughts on New Year's resolutions in general? Do you think they're good, bad, of any benefit at all? Two, do you have any New Year's resolutions that you would like to share for 2021? I set goals, not resolutions. So I reevaluate my goals from the last year that I did not meet and then reset them. Okay. So describe for us the difference between I just like a the goal word and goals a resolution. Better. I just like the word goal better. I feel okay. like it sounds nice. Okay. <laughs> That's the only reason. <laughs> just makes it easier if you don't achieve it to move on to the next year. It sounds like because resolutions, I know for me, I set them every year and then break them about two, three months and I just lose interest in them. <laughs> I feel like a goal is more long-term and a resolution I'm just destined to fail. Like a goal I can, I don't know, just keep going. I don't know. Gotcha. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> like the, I mean, I like the opportunity of a new year, the kind of the fresh start of it, the blank slate, like you say, to kind of reevaluate how did last year go? What, what are some things that worked? What are some things that didn't, right? We kind of got a new year to kind of look at all that and to look ahead and say, okay, this is what needs to change. This is what's going to be different. And so, yeah, whether we call them goals or resolutions, but to kind of set those goals and to figure out, okay, how, then how, how am I going to get there? What needs to change so that by this time next year, I've grown in this particular area. And so, yeah, yeah, I agree more with that. I'm, I don't, I don't really set any hard and fast resolutions or goals. It's more or less just, I do like this time of the year, like Andrew said, to, to look back and reflect and maybe change, uh, to, to use, <laughs> to use a leadership word to pivot a little bit <laughs> <There you go. laughs> uh, for the, for the year to come, uh, you know, not any, like I said, not any hard and fast rules, but just what do I want to do more of? What do I want to do less of? Um, just things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And this goes back to kind of, I guess, our earlier question about control. I love a plan. And so a new year, oh, a blank slate. You can, you can make so many plans before you realize that like every other year that's come before, right? Life is going to at times interrupt those plans. And so, so yeah, I love a good, love a good plan though. So kind of thinking this year though, um, I'll share one of mine. This is finally going to be the year I think that I learned to play the fiddle. And so Ben, that's been a goal of mine. We talked about that on staff chat back in the spring. Holly asked me something about, I don't remember somehow that came up that I owned a fiddle for a short time. Um, the rest of that story was that, it got stolen actually. And so I never did actually get to learn to play the fiddle. And so this year going to fix that already have a lead on, on getting a fiddle, which is a good first step to learning to play mm -hmm. it. I feel like, and so already making progress. And so excited about that. I'm sure the audience will 
get to hear more about that. I mean, maybe we need a theme song for the podcast. I'm not sure. We do. I've thought that before. We need a little intro riff yeah. on the on the podcast. So you break out the fiddle. Yeah, break out it, the it fiddle. Would be, it would be very Kentucky. It would be. <laughs> Play our theme song, Love, Live, and Lead. <laughs> to the tomb of love lifted me. I think. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> Chris doesn't seem to agree, but that's okay. I think it's, I think it's a great idea. <laughs> hey man, I love I love some bluegrass music. I'm down. You get the fiddle hey, going. I am all about some bluegrass, Jonah. Oh so yeah, I'm right there with you. The fiddle's a great instrument. Now all we need to do is get somebody to play the banjo because we had um, I'm drawing a blank on his you. name that played the say. the mandolin during the Light of the World experience. Yeah, Wayne did a great Wayne. job. Yeah, Wayne Reynolds. Yeah, we and, have a yeah. bluegrass band. Yeah, I could play a little banjo. I mean, not. I know go. some chords. We'll put it that way. I'm no Steve Martin. By the way, did you guys know Steve Martin plays banjo? Yes, He's phenomenal. But excellent. Yeah. yeah. All right. Any other New Year's resolutions? None nope. as cool as that. No. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> I know for me, my my resolution is to eat out less and cook more at home because I have a bad habit of I like to eat out a lot. So. Yeah. What that really it, means yeah, I fall into that trap ready, as well. <laughs> I think mine is twofold, my two major goals. I'm gonna dust off the piano and I am I found this fun site where I can do online lessons. So I'm super happy about that. I took lessons as a kid, but I'm not very good, so I didn't practice ever. Um so that and then I'm also going to actually meet my reading goal. I always set it really high and never meet it. So this year I'm gonna meet my high goal. So. All right. I like reading. That's exciting. Me too. Uh, but I just never meet my goal. Yeah. My, I don't know about you. I always start off, here's the books I want to read. And then I'll get about halfway through that. And then something will pique my interest. And I just yes. go off in another direction. Yep. Uh, and I'm always reading at least like three or four books at a time. That's hard for me to do. I get too distracted. I'm like, <laughs> I've got to focus. Yeah. I'm faster at collecting books than I am at reading them. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you can see behind me. I guess the listeners can't, but yeah, yeah I'm an avid book collector, <laughs> not an avid book reader. I'm mm-hmm. I am both. But anyways, uh, resolution wise, I I don't know. I have things I'd like to do. I'd like to to write more, to write consistently. Um, <clears throat> now that I'm I don't have seminary papers and stuff to do, maybe I can do that. Uh, yes. Um, I'm just excited. It's not really a resolution, but I'm just excited about getting involved there at like being on the ground there in E-Town and just getting to mix and mingle with the people as much as coronavirus will let me. <laughs> um, just diving in. I'm, I'm excited about that. Definitely exciting stuff coming for 2021. And so we're looking forward to that and no, our listeners have probably set your own New Year's resolutions or, or goals. And so praying that you will be uh, successful in those endeavors as, as well, that this will be a, a great year. Uh, most of all, though, as we as a church family and as a body focus on the gospel and focus on Christ and proclaiming him and the good news of his death, burial and resurrection to the world around us. And so with that, um, hope you'll join us this Sunday, as we mentioned earlier, 
9 and 10.30 at Springfield Road, 10.30 at South Wilson Campus. All of those services also live streamed and ready for you to uh, check in from that way as well. Uh, so with that, uh, Crystal, will you close us in prayer this today on this podcast? Absolutely. Bow your head, close your eyes. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for all that you provide for us. Thank you for just the opportunity to start fresh and to think forward and back and just figure out where we want to head. But most of all, we thank you for the opportunity to seek you and to grow in you. Um, I pray that you would guide us and direct us in the decisions that we make uh, for the coming year. In Jesus' name, amen.